maybe it's an English-American thing. It is not an English-American thing. In London is NBA, in Africa is NBA, in China is NBA. In For real, the NBA, the Nationwide Basketball National Basketball Association. I'm not going to tell you again, okay? National Basketball Association, okay? Thank you. In your opinion. So... It's a fact. You have a growing fan base who, of basketball fans and, and an enormously passionate sports culture here in Britain as well. How much passion is there really for the NBA over here? It has a huge global following, right? right. Or at least it's done pretty well in China, but it's struggled to make an impact in the UK. You sound skeptical. <laughs> um, well, you see, because we're soccer fans. I right. shouldn't say that. I'll get smacked for saying that. Football fans here. We, we call it football. Okay. But, um, how many springs? It doesn't have any springs in it. Why does it bounce then? It's air. There's air in the ball. Well, there's air in this room. How come this room ain't bouncing? Yo, man, don't play ahead, yo. It's because I was from the UK. Hello and welcome to the Double Clutch Podcast Draft Edition with me, blog writer Matthew Bates, doing his first hosting job. Uh, and today we have a consistent Double Clutch uh, podcast host. We have uh, our very own draft expert, uh-huh. Frankie Cobbs. I wouldn't say that after last night. I don't think. I think I got one pick right in the lottery. <laughs> right. Uh, today we're just going to be talking about instant reaction from the night before, which was the draft. But first of all, we've got a few house cleaning issues to address, which is our new website. Mm, check it out: www.doubleclutchpodcast.co.uk. If you want to write for us, there's a tab on there which says "Write for us." Get an application in. Well, we're, we're looking for people to write features, not news. We've got the news covered, so get at us and check out the website and all the features on there. Yeah, there's some new posts going in. We're, we're, we're definitely increasing our posts and mm. our face, on the Facebook and Twitter. We're just trying to make it a bit more bigger than with the new site. And, yeah, hopefully a lot, a lot of effort's going into it. I hope it pays off, really. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's get into some draft talk then. Um, first things first, the draft. If, you, if, you're new, if you're new to the sport, you're not that confident you don't really know what the draft is a little background it's a process that bridges new players that haven't been in the nba before getting finding the team players have to play at least one year in college now or they can come from overseas yeah Uh, it's a system that tries to increase the competitive balance by rewarding the worst teams from the year prior to arguably the the best chance of getting the best players from the from the draft with the higher picks uh two rounds of 30 picks we're not going to be going through every single one because that would take a few hours uh yeah, and then we're just going to talk about we'll talk about the first ten to twelve, and then we're just going to do random topics and a few funny things or notes and that that we saw. Yeah. So right, we'll start off. Uh, we'll start off with obviously the number one pick, Cleveland Cavaliers selected Anthony. the uh, Anthony Bennett, which was a surprise, wasn't it, Frankie? Yeah, it was. I mean, he's a good player. Like, I think he's got a lot of potential. But you thought, I thought anyway, the Cleveland Cavaliers was kind of set power forward, really with Tristan Thompson, and um, they needed more of a three or a centre. But he'll be a good player in the league, I think. He's great in the pick-and-pop with Kyrie Irving. So they, they obviously... The big man rotation of Bennett, Thompson, Zeller and Varajal is not a bad one, let's put it that way. No, it was good as well to see, like, you could you could see the shock, not only from the player himself, he didn't, I, he didn't, I don't think he nah. expected to be number one, but you just saw there was Bill Simmons, a classic reaction of just <laughs> absolute dumbfounded on just, and Twitter, twi- first of all, before we talk about this draft, it was a weird one, and Twitter was incredible last night. Yeah, it was, I mean, it exploded when, because um, no one knew the number one pick, I think, like, 
they, they kind of had an idea on the next ones because there was rumours of like some of the other surprises but pff, Anthony Bennett to Cleveland but the thing is that there was a lot of players rumoured for number one like Oladipo Porter Noel Len Macklemore and then they just go and pick Anthony Bennett because there was rumours that Anthony Bennett was going to drop out of the top ten well, yeah, as you said, because, the, first of all, I may as well say that Frankie is the draft expert. I don't know much about, co- I don't, if anything, I don't know anything about college basketball. You're watching so. next year, though. Well, uh, yeah, I think I am next year because mm-hmm. of all the, whatever, we'll get to that later. But um, knowing this, that the Cleveland, the Cavs need a centre more than they need a, a, a oh, forward. Mm. And the name that I obviously heard about going into this draft was uh, Noel. So yeah. wouldn't he have he been the automatic First choice. Well, there's obviously the um, knee issues with Noel, isn't there? Um, he's just coming off an ACL. Um, he's 206 pounds or around that, which is uh, probably a big, big, big scare for the teams because I, I'm, they've obviously gone the other way and t- taken like the chunkiest man in the draft. <laughs> so the slight slightness of Noel is probably a big concern. But yeah, I, I like Noel. He's a shot shot blocker, rim protector. And that's kind of what is important in the NBA. You can run up and down the floor. But they've gone this way, and I think they've just got to stick with it. They've been bold, and I like that they've been bold. Yeah. Uh, well, number two pick, uh, Orlando Magic had to step up. And, well, we, when we say step up, David Stern to the podium every single time. <laughs> he was getting booze left, right, and centre, but he was absolutely loving it. Mm. Great, uh, great trolling. <laughs> obviously, it's his last draft, uh, draft he's doing, because he's retiring in February, right after the All-Star break. Uh but anyway, uh, second pick, Orlando, Victor, Victor... Oladipo. There you go. Tell me about him. Shooting guard from Indiana. He's got a great motor and he'll get up and down the floor. He's a lockdown perimeter defender, especially on twos. and He could probably guard point guards as well, actually. Um, his offensive game's coming along. It improved a lot last year. He can hit the three-point reasonably well if he's open. and He's starting to uh, drive to the rim well. He's aggressive. But he's just a winner, and he, he he's so like he's got all the um, the intangibles. He, he's a, he's a born competitor, and I think that that's kind of what maybe the Magic want. They want a building block of him to kind of compete, and then they they're obviously gearing up for next year where they can try and get the uh, one of the best players, well, one of the, one of the uh, players coming out of the 2014 draft. Um, but also, obviously, him being a shooter guard, there's been a few talks, a bit of rumours about Aaron Afolo maybe mm. parting ways, and maybe to the Clippers, maybe to the, to the Clippers. Bledsoe's name's getting thrown around, but this is this is Chris Broussard ter- territory, so don't take anything for pure fact until it's been done, really. Um, yeah, and on that, they actually drafted. Um, I think they drafted Reggie Bullock today. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, let me just check that quickly. Yeah, they drafted Reggie Bullock as a shooting guard. Um, he can kind of do what they want him to do because Reggie Bullock just play, plays defense and hits threes. So I don't think they need more than that from um, their shooting guard in, in, in Clipperland, especially if they uh, re-sign Chris Paul. So I don't know if Chris, if they're going to be that easy to just give that trade away now. They they, they could get other value for Eric Bledsoe. But um, there is another show coming about our live reactions to everything, the first 12 picks. That's coming out later. Matt's just working on that at the moment. But something that was brought up there is, with the Magic, they literally could have had a chosen of the board because they haven't got really anyone strong in any position. Mm-hmm. So having a shooting guard, they really should have just taken the best player on the board, in my opinion, because they haven't really got any building blocks to build around at the moment. So would you have said that, obviously... 
that he was the best mm. player on the board at the time? No, I mean the, the hype's come along a lot because at the start of the year he was like a first, late first round, second rounder. I think Ben McMahon was the best player in the draft um, in terms of skill set and uh, athleticism. It's just whether he can assert himself in the NBA. And they've gone through all the depot. It's quite a safe pick, and I, I, I thought the Magic were going to swing for the fences, but they didn't. All right. Well, with the number three pick, the Washington Wizards selected Otto Porter, small forward from Georgetown. With all the uh, madness that went on last night, this was a safe pick. This was a really good pick. And the Wizards kind of just got immediately better. And now they've got Beal, uh, Wall and um, Porter there, one, two and three. With a front court that's coming along, maybe they can add another piece. I think maybe they would have liked to get Noel as well. But um, yeah, Otto Porter brings length. Uh, He's a bit like Rudy Gay, maybe. Um, He just needs to work on driving to the rim, but you can't leave him open because he can knock down a three. So... He's a good player and he'll, he'll, he'll improve their offensive spacing. And I think this this is this is a good move for them. And this Georgetown player so it's just down the road. And um, yeah, I, I really like what the Wizards do there. Well, we they were they started terribly last season, and you could say that majority yeah, of it John was Moore, because John Wall was injured. Yeah, but after when he came back, they they were pretty much a playoff mm. and like a low C playoff team and. Obviously, from what I've heard about this Otto, Otto, Otto Porter guy, a one-two, a one-two-three combination. There's not really, if you think about it in the NBA at the moment, there's not a young one-two-three setup in any team. Yeah, it's good. They've got good depth there, and um, I think uh, a lot of Eastern teams are kind of improving. And I think they could, I think they could nick a playoff spot. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put past them. Because there's no doubt that the Sixers aren't going to be near it. So, and <laughs> well, the bu- we don't know about the Bucks. He's definitely a, an improvement from Ariza, would you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But Ariza can come off the bench because he's actually opted into his player. He's opted into his contract, so they're stuck with him. He's all right defensively. He's, he's, I like defensive players coming off the bench. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. Wizards, maybe maybe some excitement finally in Washington after since Gilbert Arenas had a, brought a gun to the... <laughs> it's a nice, um, <laughs> nice city, isn't it, apparently, by all accounts. You've been there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it it was nice. I I only really went into the central for a day, but oh. you're talking about like museums and stuff and like all oh, the White House and all that, all that mm. learning stuff. It's yeah, it was nice. But anyway, less about that. Um, number four pick, Charlotte Bobcats. And I think this one got to you, didn't it? Oh, this really surprised me. We're at this point in the draft. We're at number four, and um, Bobcats have got the pick of maybe the two best players in the draft in. Um Noel and McLemore. And then they um, go and pick Cody Zeller. And I will put it up on the blog, actually. It's, um, they, 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 obviously, the Bobcats had a draft viewing party. <laughs> and they uh, announced the uh, Cody Zeller pick. And everyone was like, what? Boo! And, like, it's just a boring pick. And, like, there's no doubt that Zeller's going to be a solid NBA contributor for the next 10 years. But he's not an exciting one. And the the Bobcats could have gone with Macklemore, uh, who's a quality shooting guard. Then they could have had a one-two-three combination of Walker, Macklemore, and um, MK, MKG. Instead, they've gone for Cody Zeller, and I'm not I'm not convinced. He, he's an all-right player, but I just feel his ceiling's not very high, and he's not he's not going to. I don't think he'll ever get amazing. Well, obviously now he is the third Zeller in as many years, I think, to enter the NBA, which. Well, I don't know when they play the Cavs or 
I don't, is it Portland the other one plays for, or the other Zella? Oh, I'm not even sure. Uh, oh, um, oh, no, that's Plumley. No, I'm, I'm not sure, sorry. Well, they're probably not going to play anyway, but hopefully they do... I don't know, a bit of, ri- a bit of sibling rivalry would be yeah. good, but it probably would come in garbage time. Um, another thing about this draft is that was getting thrown around a lot was there's no superstars in this draft. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of good rotation players with maybe one or two, if they're lucky, all-stars one or t- once or twice in their career. Is that tr- fair to say? If, if oh, I know I'm sounding like a broken resume, but if Macklemore puts it together, he could be an all-star. Like, he's got the shooting stroke, he can dunk, take it to the rim... Um, and then Noel as well is another one of them. But then, yeah, because Oladipo, you feel like he's going to be a good player, but he's going to be a great player. He's almost like a, um, I don't know, an Iguodala kind of without, with a bit smaller without the... F- no, he's a bit like Iguodala, I think, is he then, maybe. But a smaller Iguodala. Well, I, you know how much I like Iguodala, so that's, that's good news to me. <laughs> but uh, number fifth pick moving on, Phoenix Suns, centre from Maryland, Alex Len they oh. take. I'm not buying the Alex Len hype, I don't know. But the thing is, Alex Len's got a few injury concerns, but obviously the uh, famed Phoenix uh, medical stuff will sort him out. <laughs> if he can put it together, he's a good player, but I'd have liked them to take Noel here. Uh, well, I think they're in the same situation, really, as the Magic, when they haven't really got any, no, anyone yeah. really that strong in any position. So they could have just taken, once again, the best player on the board, and obviously from your reaction, I wouldn't say Alex Len was the best player on the board left. Well, he's had a lot of hype recently. A lot of people thought he could go number one. Um, but even like someone like CJ McCollum would have been good there. Right, OK, and enough, enough about him. We're getting there. This is going to be a big talking point now. Number six, the, uh, the Pelicans selected, finally selected Noel. Uh, se- well, Centre from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, Noel, wow. I, I loved Noel all year in college, well, before he went injured. and He just started to piece it together offensively as well. Um before he went injured, like he was, he was just starting to up that offensive production. He can block shots straight away. He's no worried about that. He's got like a massive wingspan. He'll come in, block shots, run the floor well. So, um, and I think we do. We, should we talk about what uh, happened to this pick? Yeah, we will. But first of all, every time that someone else got drafted, it cut to Noel. And yeah, it just, you mad. just saw the look of devastation in his face about how many teams have been passing up after... Obviously, I don't know much about this draft class or anything, but his name was the name that was getting thrown around a lot yeah. around the things that I was reading. So I was expecting him to go to number one, and then I kind of started feeling sorry for him. Just because he literally... You could tell he was, he's been told all week that he's probably going to go number one, number two. And to drop down to six, it shows like the NBA mm. draft, how unpredictable that is. But Especially this year. Uh, well, yeah, and then talking about unpredictability, <laughs> we were we, we were uh, we were recording live, and then suddenly Matt smashed just uh, read out a tweet that said, uh, no- "Noel to tr- to be traded to the 76ers for Drew Holiday and a future first round pick." Wow, this was a bombshell. I mean, as much as I've loved Nolan all all year, he's not. As good as Drew Holiday at the moment. Drew Holiday is only 23 years old. He's an all-star. The world is at his feet. And it's devastating, really, when you look at it that way. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what we I... should We should say that we are Philadelphia fans. Yeah, we're both Sixers fans, which is rare. And, I mean, I love Noel. And we'll get on to it later, but we picked a nice, interesting point guard. They're actually best friends. Yeah. And um, But this, well, this tells me the Sixers aren't interested in winning next year. Uh, they want a high draft pick 
and I wouldn't be surprised if because Evan Turner tried to get moved. But if we try and move Evan Turner for a 2014 first rounder, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um, maybe Thaddeus Young as well is going to go. Yeah, I have a problem with that because I like Thad. Hinky's really um, he's he's thrown his weight about and he's really he's made his mark, should we say, on um, mm. the Sixers. And um, yeah, I I, I kind of like the trade in the end. I mean, we're not we're not going to win anything any time soon. So you go you go for a high upside player and um, just hope for the best. And we, we're going to be exciting next year, whatever, yeah. because we're, we're going to run. So yeah, I like I like that we've we finally had the balls to do something dramatic. Like we did last year, we did Andrew Bynum and that didn't work out. That was nothing to us. That just, we didn't get anything from it and we all hate him and stuff like that. But even with Bynum, it didn't really feel like we had made such a dramatic, Mm. a dramatic change to the, like we probably would have what gone. We could have pushed to get home court advantage. Yeah. Fifth seed, maybe fourth seed. With an, with an, and that's only for a year because then Bynum could have opted out for his contract and we could have just been stuck with nothing. So I I agree that when about Hinky coming in and he's actually he's done something that it could pay off greatly, but I don't even think that it could fate fall back on us that badly. Yeah, because we, we 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 will get a decent draft pick next year. Like. Um. Uh, Tell us about the draft pick that we've got. Is it it's un- is it protected or unprotected? It's actually protected for the first. It's top three or top five. It's not actually con- confirmed yet. But if we can, well, I don't know. I think the Pelicans are going to be a pretty good team this year. Yeah. Um, but if we can say get a uh, sixth pick, maybe, maybe yeah. a, or a tenth. So then, if we get our own pick, which will be in the top five, I've no doubts about that. Um, we could pick up one of Wiggins or Parker or something. And then with the other top ten, we could pick up another good guard or a big man. There's like yeah. a few, a few. So we could have a really good, really good uh, core there, especially with the later pick we made, which we'll get onto. But I mean, this is this is going to take a lot of time to go over. I think. Yeah, it's 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 also going to take a long. It's going to take at least a year to finally uh, judge it. Really, yeah. like we don't know. We might get the. We probably, as you said, you're pretty confident that we will get a big. A, a, a high pick, but it's obviously hard to tell until we, them balls come out with the lottery draw. Yep. It's, um, how many games of the Sixers will you be watching next year? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't want to answer that question. I don't think I'm going to go to the game now. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, uh, well, I'm sure this will be in debate throughout the next season. Yeah. So, um, but another thing about Noel is he is injured and he might not be coming back till Christmas. Which is good. Means we'll lose a few games. I don't know. I can smell a bit of an Andrew Bynum thing. We would promise that last at the start of last year, but he's a lot younger, and we've got him for more years, so it can't be as bad, surely. No, he seems a fit lad. No homer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then the number seven, number, number seven pick for the Kings. They finally selected your boy Ben McElmore. Oh, I don't like this fit. I don't know. Um, of all the teams I wanted McElmore to go to, this wasn't one of them, and. I don't know how good he's going to be in Sacramento. I don't think it's the right environment for him. I mean, I hope he does well. He's a very talented player. He just doesn't... They don't have the... Um, I think he needs a team with, like, say, a few a few veterans, maybe, to giant kind of get him motivated. And you never know. If he pieces it together, he's arguably the best player in the draft. So, they, I don't know who they're going to distribute a point guard, but... Then what does this mean for Tyreek Tyreek Evans? I just don't think it's a good fit all round, but he's a good player, so 
Tyreek Evans obviously being rookie of the year a few years ago and mm. just slowly, slowly fell off the map, isn't he? Yeah, he's just he well, he had such a great rookie season. Was it twenty five and five he was averaging in his some, rookie some, season? Some stupid. It was like something like Jordan esque from his rookie year. But he's just not improved at all and he's just got his stats have just got worse. I don't know if he's had many injuries and stuff, but he just doesn't look the same player and you can I guess some of the blame has to go on the poor management of the Kings. Like, and it has changed, doesn't it? It has in the last few in the last few months. months they've got yeah. they've got new owners, the Maloofs. I think everyone's glad to see them go. <laughs> but you look at like Demarcus Cousins. Maybe you think that he could be such a better player with, as you said, more veterans and just a, a you don't really just more veterans and just a, a more serious attitude. Yeah, because they've got good players there, really. Like they've they've been in the lottery for ages. They've got a lot of talent, like Demarcus Cousins, Jim Fredette, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Shaq, uh, Demarcus Cousins, Patrick Patterson. You could but, say you could throw in Tyreek Evans there as well because you yeah. think you think he can get back to that level if he's done it in his rookie year. I I, I don't know what this means, and I think they're going to have to they're going to be trading a lot. Well, well, yeah, and obviously the off season starts. Is it the first of July or the tenth? I think the first of July they can start talking to uh, free agents. Players. Start talking to teams, yeah. But then the 10th is nothing, nothing can go through on the 10th. Yeah, something like that. Right, well, it's obviously going to be very busy this off-season. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even with, not the biggest names, but just, I can imagine a lot of, a lot of trades just from the, C, the new CBA coming in, teams wanting to get, not getting fined by the luxury tax. So it will be interesting, and obviously on Double Clutch we will be, we will be mentioning any, pretty much any trades really, not mm. small or big. But anyway, back to the draft. Number eight, uh, the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Uh, they took the Pope. Contavious Caldwell Pope from Georgia. He was good last year. Um, he he kind of went under the radar, really, because playing for Georgia, they're not, they didn't have a good year. But he's a good player, and I, 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 I really liked his fit in Minnesota, if he went there. But to the Pistons, he's a good player, and it will do well. He's, he's, a, he's a prototypical shooting guard in the NBA. He's got that long body. He can shoot threes. He'll be, he'll be a good player. But I've no doubt why. And I think it's finally time that Rodney Stuckey can not get any minutes. Because <laughs> he's <laughs> just been so. awful. He's well, just this, been awful. Does Brandon Knight now start a point guard? I don't know. Is he still alive? <laughs> but no, they have got, they, they've got a great young front court in Munro and... Uh, oh, what's it? Drummond. And they, they did take another front court player who was really good, actually. Uh, they took... Um, Trying to think of his name. They, they, they took someone else um, who will be really good in the um, for them in the front court. Like they're, they're, they've got a really fr- fun front court. Oh, they took Tony Mitchell, and he, he's a really good, really good front court prospect. I don't know why he dropped down that. He dropped down to like the middle of the second round. He could have gone first round. So they, they've got like Drummond, Monroe, him. Um, they've got Calderon as the experienced head of point I guard. G- I guess he might go point guard then. Yeah, I think they might re-sign him. He's a free agent this year. Well, Drummond had so he in the little minutes that he was getting, he should have been he playing more. He, he was in talks of being like rookie of the year runner up until he got injured. He's, I'm sure his PER was crazy. It's just yeah, free throws, wasn't it? It's put yeah, and his poor his per 48 minutes stats, mm. 36 minutes. Sorry, were just ridiculous. But moving on, uh, this is a name that I know. Well, that I've heard a lot about, I guess, because they were played in the in the NCAA championship for Michigan, and it's Trey, Bur- Trey Burke, point guard. Minnesota selected him, but then traded to the Jazz. 
Mm. Trey Burke's a good point, point guard. He'll be he'll be he'll be a long long term player in this league. Uh, Jazz have got their starting point guard for the next ten years. That they need a point guard and they take him one. He he he's a tough man and he can he's got three point range, run the pick and roll great. He's active on defense. He's just he's just a good player. Maybe he doesn't have he doesn't have jump out the gym athleticism, but he's still a solid player. Um, he's a point guard and he's what is he six foot? Yeah. Um, people were talked about him how he could be a shooting guard, but he's way too small. Yeah, that's the problem. You could maybe hide him on defense, doesn't it? Um, but um, they yeah. said he traded to the Jazz. What did they? What did the Jazz get? What did the Jazz give up to the Timberwolves? They gave him a, a earlier pick in the um, first round, so they got like um, uh, where was it? They got like twenty one instead of they were meant to have twenty six, but they got twenty one instead. Well, yeah, because this Minnesota Timberwolves—they just trade guards all the time, <laughs> and it's good to see that they. I know they did draft. I know they did draft a guard, but it's good to see that they've shipped it off. Uh, shipped it off, and Jazz. I think they're going to be making quite a lot of movements in the off season this year because they've got so many power forwards slash centers. Well, two of them have gone. Are going, aren't they? Millsap and um, Jefferson. Yeah, so they 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 they're almost a bit light there, which is why they drafted Rudy Gobert late in the. Um, or early in the second round was it? So I mean, no, it was early in the first, uh, late in the first. They took Rudy Gobert, so that's another big man for them. If you kind of look, they've got the, the future of their franchise is really Enos Cantor and Paul Millsap, isn't it? So I mean, it's a solid Favors, call. Derek Favors. Yeah, Derek Favors. Sorry, yeah, it's a solid call, really. Yeah, it's just good to see that all these teams now they're trying, they're doing it from a drafting point of view, and they're doing it from youth. Like they're taking after, I guess, the Oklahoma City Thunder of what they did with Westbrook, uh, well, Harden to some extent, Durant and Ibaka, which I do think is going to be a new, the new CBA, thing to do. It? Yeah, it's going to it's going to be the new thing to do. Like this is why drafts. I know they've always been so researched and I don't talked about in that, but I think this year especially, I've heard about it a lot more. Even to say that it's not even had any big names in it. Mm, it's been. A- yeah, it's been interesting because teams need to almost hit on every draft pick now because because of the CBA yeah. finding teams so heavily. But I think we should uh, move on to Portland. Yeah, well, this this got a lot of a lot of smiles around the room. You could tell that everyone just thought this was the perfect fit, and obviously it was CJ McCullen who I wanted for the Sixers. He went to Portland. One spot away, we were one spot away. No, he's 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 one of the the most the one of the players that could just step in straight away and be a contributor. He could shoot the basketball like like few can. He's almost Steph Curry like in the way he plays, and I, I think he's going to be a long term contributor for uh, for a long time. And I can't see anyone else kind of um, being in that back. Well, they they did draft um, another shooting guard, like a really good one. In um in the in the first round they um I can't just kind of think if they took at the moment but yeah they they've got like a three guard rotation now shooting guard yeah Alan Crabb who can play free he can he can shoot threes and play D so they're they're set now that CJ McCollum come in because uh, Lillard played a lot of minutes last year so McCollum come in handle a bit of the ball as well he can play a bit of the point guard sometimes but yeah they've got a, they've got a nasty nasty backcourt well they were showing on the draft show they were showing the comparisons McCullen has to Lillard, and they were pretty much the exact same. They both, yeah. they, they both come from a, a Division school. two, 
a Division Two or is it? I don't know if it's Division Two, but it's definitely a small college. Which I think they fell in love with that with Lillard, and they've obviously been looking at uh, smaller, smaller, smaller schools. Mm. And I can imagine this might after if McCullen is a success, a lot more teams will probably be doing that. Mm. Yeah, probably. And people have been saying that the new, the new Splash Bros. The yeah, new uh, Clay Thompson I, I, and Steph. Yeah, I threw that out, didn't I? Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, they both can shoot the basketball really well. If anything, McCollum can shoot a bit better than Lillard. Uh, and then moving on to our, our favourite team, the 76ers. Obviously, mm. they just got rid of Drew I'm Holiday. So they, so they do select a point guard in Michael Carter-Williams from Syracuse. Wow, he's he can defend him immediately. Defend well. He's got he's six foot six. He's a tremendous athlete. So I have no doubt he's going to defend well. For a point guard, he, he passes first. He looks up. He can see the floor because he's six foot six. It actually gives him gives him kind of a, a viewing a viewing advantage to kind of see where everyone is. So I really like this pick. And him and Nerlens are actually best friends apparently. So they're going to be living together maybe next year. Um, them on the break. Them on the pick and roll. I like it. Um, and another thing is about I've been reading quite a few Sixers blogs this morning, and they're saying that everyone that the Sixers drafted were analytically sound. Yeah, very, very he good analytically. He can live in this position. The only, the only, the only question mark surrounding Michael Carter Williams is his shooting stroke. Mm-hmm. He, he can't. I think he shot like thirty percent from three last year, and um, that's going to need to improve. Otherwise, defense is just going to sag off him, and we need him to penetrate. So. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of upside, especially being six foot six. He's got a lot of size for the point guard position. I do like big guards. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday was a big guard. I liked him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember him? <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, well, yeah. This will be the last one we talk about in detail, but we will be talking about uh, any picks or anything that Frankie observed from the the later the later talent in the draft. But uh, number twelve, the OKC, they selected Stephen Adams from Pittsburgh Center. I don't know about this pick. I mean, I got it right. I predicted it, but I'm not sure. He's not. He's not going to come in straight away and be that good. I don't think. He's he's an okay. He was okay in college. Um, I just think they could have they could have gone for more of an instant contributor because they they, they maybe like a Gorgie Dieng, but maybe that's a bit of a reach as well. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe this is good. I I think anyone's going to be good in OKC. It yeah. does allow them to get rid of kind of Kendrick Perkins, but yeah, uh, I don't think you can go wrong if you're the Thunder. The, 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 once they get Westbrook back, and they, they've got to make a move in the off season to get kind of a guard, small forward defender, really, don't they? Yeah, and another thing, I I said this on when we were doing the live, the live chat. I like it when good teams, as in like Thunder or just like championship caliber teams, when they make picks in. In the draft, because you can you can automatically we know more about the Thunder than we do the Pistons and the Bobcats, so we can automatically see where he's going to fit into the roster and what they need. So it's a lot more. I don't know. There's I always think there's a lot more like attention on the bigger teams when it mm. comes to. There's a lot less pressure it, as well, really, because they didn't they didn't need to make it make this pick work because they've got <laughs> Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Do you think that they will amnesty Perkins now? I'm not sure actually. I was reading some Daily Thunder. And they, they don't think they will. Because they, they still have to pay him anyway. So you yeah. might as well just keep him around. I don't know. Maybe. And it, would you say that Adams is good defensively? Yeah. He's good defensively. Oh, right. And he can run the floor. 
Well, and another thing, well, then he can learn. The good thing is, he's a veteran, Perkins. He's mm. won a title. He's been in the finals twice, well, three times now. But, yeah, Adam surely can learn from him. So it's yeah. a good thing to keep him around. Maybe. And then him next to an Ibaka. I just think they need, they needed to take a shooting guard, really, or a small forward, like a Shabazz Mohammed. And because they, they missed James Harden. I mean, let's not, let's not try and pretend like they, they were, they, they didn't miss him because they did. Mm-hmm. And it helps. It didn't help a lot that Westbrook went out. Yeah, exactly. It really showed that they missed him. Like Shabazz Mohammed's almost James Harden light. So I, I would have liked them to take him and then maybe take a big, bigger, big later in the uh, draft. But I like Gorgie Jiang from uh, Louisville. I thought this could have been a great pick for them if they had Jiang and Ibaka in the front court. No one's getting in there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, so we've gone through the first 12 picks. Are there any other picks throughout the whole 60 that caught your eye, that thought you thought were good moves few. or anything like that? Go yeah, on, then. there's Thank a few. Shabazz Mohammed to, to the Timberwolves, well, he got drafted by the Jazz Traders to the Timberwolves. Big upside guy. I mean, he's going to come in. He doesn't He doesn't need to be the star. Like, There's been a lot of talk that he's too, too likes to be the star, but he doesn't need to now. He's got Rubio, Kevin Love. He's got into a good situation. That's that's what I think with the uh, team. There were players that go kind of 14-ish. They always end up in a good situation, like we saw with Kawhi Leonard. So he'll go in. I have no doubt the Timberwolves are a playoff team next year if they keep him, everyone fit. Good pick. Giannis Atikundumbo uh, went to the Bucks, and he's going to come in, and they're not actually going to stash him. So oh, he's going to play. He's going to play first year because obviously a lot of teams yeah. when they when they select overseas players they tend to stash them and then make them better overseas and then you see like Marc Gasol comes in and they're like an automatic force yeah. but they're going to play they're going to start playing him straight away yeah so that'll be good that'll be interesting to see um, Tim Hardaway Jr. going to the Knicks at 24 was, was good um, a shooter in New York surprise but it kind of means that maybe they don't need to re-sign J.R. Smith because um, I really like I'm really high on Tim Hardaway Jr. um Again, the Timberwolves took Gorgie Jeng. Uh, this this is a great draft for the Timberwolves. They don't they don't need to repay for um, Pekovic now, but if they do, then Jeng's going to come in as a backup. He he's got seven foot three wingspan, and he can jump, and he's going to block shots and auto shots. And I really like him at twenty one. Tony Snell to the Bulls can shoot. He's got a lot of size. I think they might move Deng to be honest. Um, I think Deng could go to the Cavs. They're thinking about it. I think that's a really good fit. Deng to the Cavs is an expiring deal. They could have Snell, Butler and Rose. Yeah, I like that. Um, what else did I like? Reggie Bullock to the Clippers. Mentioned that a minute ago. Play, play free. He can uh, shoot shoot free. Play D. Should be looking at second round quickly. Alan Crabb to the Blazers. Like that. Um, what else did I like? Uh, Ricky Lado, I really like Ricky Lado. Big fan of his. He went forty third, which was really surprising. He could have gone lottery one day, but yeah, he's kind of like a like a really poor man's Kevin Durant. If if if, if you want a if you want a comparison, Jamal Franklin didn't go till forty first, and he he led the San Diego State in points, rebounds, assists, and steals. Um, San Diego State's the, the college where uh, Kawhi Leonard came from, so he he, he was a, he's a good player. Um, who else did I like? And that's it, really. Peyton Saver, who was the, uh, the 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 leader of the Louisville team, who won the title, didn't go till 56. And another story for me I want to bring up quickly is the fact Steph Curry didn't actually get drafted. No, no, that was that was one of the things because I went to sleep last night after about the first 
20 picks. And so I was like, I went on this morning and I looked for his name. And I just, as I, as you said, he didn't get drafted. I couldn't find his name. Why do you think that is? Um, he, he, in all honesty, he's not got the NBA body. He's six foot two, uh, playing shooting guard. And he's very weak. But yeah. I think a team could to take him in the summer league, maybe, and uh, see what he's about. Because he could catch fire, that's the thing. When, you, when you've got the name of a curry, you can shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot, of these players, a lot of players that don't get drafted, they, they, they always get second chances, like, as you said, with the summer league. CJ Leslie, uh, as well, is another one who didn't get drafted, who's really good. There has been... I'm trying to just find a Woj on, uh, on Twitter. He, there has been quite a lot of si- uh, free agent signings from this draft. I've oh, really? Just, I've, yeah, I've got him up now. I'll just... Throw some out there. Uh, Troy Daniels to the Bobcats. So uh, right. I mean, uh, Bobcats just take anyone, wouldn't they? <laughs> Rodney Williams to the Sixers. Hmm. Don't mind that. Don't mind it. Uh, Phil Presley to uh, to to Boston. Boston are just trying to tank, aren't they? Yeah. CJ Leslie Knicks. Oh, is he gone? That's a great signing for the Knicks. Yeah, and that's that's it. Yeah, they're the, they're just a few that I've signed. Obviously, there'll be more. Summer league is not the best entertainment, fun. but fun. it's sometimes good. To, when I think it's the Las Vegas uh, tournament. That's that's always the Sixers pretty. aren't playing in it though. They're not. They're in the uh, Orlando one instead. Well, isn't the isn't there like a little NCAA format this year or yeah. is it next year? There's a no, new it, format in summer league. So it's going to be like a tournament knockout thing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's good just to if you're that bored and you really need your NBA fix, it's good to watch. And it's right. good to watch so, the rookies as well. Yeah, they're just their first not I wouldn't say national scale, but their first. Yeah. Uh, just a bit more. You can just see them in a more or NBA or orientated mm. uh, environment. So we'll go on some to some broad questions now for, that I've got for you, Frankie. Who do you think is going to have the biggest immediate impact out of the draft? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Biggest immediate impact? Uh, I'd have to say CJ McCollum. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with CJ McCollum. He's a we spoke about. He's a shooter. He can handle the ball. He can cut, cut off screens, cut to the basket. He's going to come in straight away and make make the Blazers play thing. Well, another thing is about the draft is the number one picks never never necessarily the best player in the draft. No, they've got a lot. They they pick for upside, don't they? Yeah, and you, and you look at the most recent years, there's been a lot of teams, a lot of players that weren't drafted number one that win Rookie of the Year. Damian Lillard being one. Mm. Um, who, who was another? Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans was another. Um, Derrick Rose went number one. Carrie Irving went number one. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan went number three. Well, don't get started, Paul, and what are you doing? Okay, um, which one do you think out of the... I will say the top 12 that we talked about in detail... Who do you think is going to have the least impact and maybe even fade into obscurity? I really want to say Alex Len, but uh, I can't be mean to the guy for too much longer. Um, Stephen Adams, I don't know about if he's going to be a an NBA contributor. I don't know. Um, it's hard being in. The, it's hard for if he's going to the yeah. league to be a, to have such an impact. I think maybe I'll go with Alex Len. I've said it will draft. I'm, I'm not sure if I if I buy this hype. Um, but yeah, it may. I think the lottery's not bad. They're kind of the players that are going to be all right. I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Alex Len. Alex uh, Len. Who, okay, then who do you think out of the out of anyone? Who do you think is going to have the longest? Uh, get to a good high standard, but maybe take a few a few years to get there. Nolan Noel. 
I like that. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you for making <laughs> me happy by saying that. No, he's, um, and, he's got all the upside. Yeah, go on. And then, uh, just last question. Out of the, well, we'll say 20 to the 60th, who do you think out of them, the, the 20th mm-hmm. pick to the 60th pick, that could have the probably the biggest impact or surprise a lot of people? Um, Not to put you on the spot. I'll give you a bit of time. That's right. Um, no, I think maybe um, someone like Tim Hardaway Jr. from um, Michigan. But the Knicks, he's going to come in straight away and be a contributor. He'll be a good player for years to come. Uh, Mason Plumley, he's 23, but he's going to come in straight away, run the floor, grab rebounds, block shots. I like that fit in the Nets with their rotation, which we'll talk about. Um, if you're looking a bit further down, Jamal Franklin at 41. He's explosive. So I like him. And Ricky Lader, I just mentioned, 43. So they're, they're my kind of favourites. Right. Okay, well... Apart from the draft, we can say it was a very entertaining draft. Uh, so yeah, Gerard, Gerard Dubin from um, from ESPN, some of the ESPN articles, and he wrote he wrote for Grant Grantland once. He yeah. said that this is the most exciting draft night he's ever seen. Well, it was just so just so crazy, and no one was predicting anything, which made it a lot more fun. Because normally you get like when like LeBron James he comes in, you know he's going to be number one. You, you can sometimes base the top five. You can pretty much predict the top five, give or take one or two players. But this year, it just Twitter obviously once again was incredible. Just everyone was in pure shock, and no one, no one knew what was happening. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's going to take a long time to to see who's the winners and losers, really. But immediately off the bat, I think Tim Walls and and the Portland Trailblazers are the winners for me. Uh, well, who do you think the biggest losers were? Obviously, discarding the Heat, Warriors, and Raptors for not having a pick. But no, the Warriors got a pick in the end. They traded for him. Oh, well, who do you think was the biggest loser then? Who do you think drafted just not very well? They Celtics just made didn't mistakes. Draft well. The Celtics took um, Kelly Olnick. I don't like him. don't think he's going to be a contributor. He's got short arms. He's not going to block shots. He can shoot a few threes. Um, Lucas, Lucas Naguiera is not bad, but he got traded to the Hawks, so he's not their pick. Um, no, I'm just not sure really what the, what the Celtics done in this draft. I really don't like their draft strategy. Well, we'll get on to the Celtics now. Uh, besides all this, the craziness that was going on with Drew Holiday and obviously the draft itself, the Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets made a monster blockbuster, <laughs> blockbuster deal that will change, in some aspects, at least one franchise, but obviously another, definitely. They uh, decided to trade uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce to the Nets for expiring contracts, Gerald Wallace, Chris Hump. well, he's not even expiring, Gerald Wallace, Humphreys... Uh, Reggie Evans was in there. Who's it? Who's it? There's, an, there's some more, isn't there? There's a draft. There's a. There's three. Is it three draft picks the Nets are giving up? Uh, yeah, three. It's 2014, 2016, 2018. And uh, I'm sure. There's, I think there's someone else in there. So Jason Terry's going to the Nets. Jason Terry's going to the Nets, and uh, Bogans is going to the Celtics, and so's Marshawn Brooks. Is it? So, yeah. Hmm. So right, well let's talk about it. How um, oh, who do you think who, who do you think won the trade? No one. No one. Good. It's disastrous. It's disastrous trade for both teams, really. The Celtics, uh, the Nets are just—they've got one year to win a title now, and then if they don't win it, which they probably won't, then what happens there? They do both retire, and they've just given up the whole draft pick for the rest of their life. And then you look at the Celtics—they've just given away two of their best players in history for for nothing. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go a bit more in depth. For the Nets, they've obviously got two veterans 
well, three veterans with Jason Terry, but two big name veterans that obviously will automatically start. And they've got pretty much at the moment, it looks like a rotation of Williams, um, Terry in the starting lineup, not that sure, Pierce, Garnett, and Lopez. Um, Williams, Joe Johnson, Pierce. Yeah, Joe Johnson, yeah. Kevin Garnett, Brooke Lopez. Oh, that is not a bad starting lineup maybe five years ago. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably the biggest biggest point in this trade for the for the Nets. They it would have been definitely a, ca- a championship caliber team five years ago. This is but, the weirdest head coach hire though. If you think about it, they've got the oldest team with the youngest coach. Yeah, that's that was one of. The, I'm sure isn't is Pierce or Garnett? They're not older. They're, none of them are older than. Nah, uh, nah, nah. Pierce, no. uh, he's forty. But I mean, you'd want like I think Doc could have gone there. And I don't. I, we saw with the Lakers having all the really good players and a starting five isn't great if they're all really old because they can just all get injured like Steve Nash did and Pau Gasol. Metal world yeah. peace. And Paul Pierce has never been really the most athletic player <laughs> on the court <laughs> ever. And yeah, and I just don't. Another year of Paul Pierce. Just, he just look. I think the way he plays, especially now, he just looks so old. <laughs> and he'll be, in, I, he'll be in shape though because it's his contract year. Well, yeah, and another thing is, it's just going to be so weird seeing him in another jersey. Oh, I don't like it. Don't like no. it. Nah, I want and him to retire as a Celtic. Yes, yeah, I think I think pretty much the consensus was everyone wanted him to, but he's yeah. such a massive contract, and obviously we'll get onto the Celtics now. They're they're trying to rebuild, and with massive contracts like Pierce and Garnett, it's hard to rebuild. Do you know what Bit Bogan's contract is? And um, I mean. I can imagine it being a lot because it's Mikhail Prokhorov. But, I mean, the Celtics, to be honest, they are tanking. Let's, yeah. let's put it that way. They, they've done it before. They uh, tried to tank in um, 97, and they didn't. They, they had the most ping-pong balls, but they did not get Tim Duncan. <laughs> they tried to tank in 03. Oh, no, yeah. 07, sorry. Yeah, for Durant or Oden. And they got neither. But they, <laughs> they did get a high pick, which allowed them to trade, which is, this is another point I want to make about this. Like especially with the Sixers as well, it kind of if if you tank, you're gonna get a top top ten, top five pick, especially in next year's draft. That's a tradable commodity. Mm-hmm. So I think you're all about gaining assets. So next year's draft pick is gonna be an asset. Uh, yeah, just what you asked earlier. Bogans is making um, 1.2 million oh, next year. Oh, it's not bad then. Yeah. Uh, 1.2. Um, Brooks is making 1.1. Reggie Evans is 1.6, and then Gerald Wallace 9. Are they actually taking on Gerald Wallace? Yeah, it's on the well, ESPN. Yeah. Oh my God, what is the point? Why would you just keep Paul Pierce for another year? <laughs> and yeah, well, Bill Simmons ha- obviously was... He, oh, he's just not happy about it. Uh, there's a great video of Doc Rivers oh, getting, asked, getting asked uh, what he thinks about uh, Bill Simmons saying that he, he quit on the Celtics and Doc Rivers just calls him an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and, then Bill, it gets, he, and then Bill Simmons just looks like he's going to cry. Mm, I do feel sorry for him, but I mean, have a bit of professionality, but, uh, Bill. Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, we're talking about tanking. You normally want expiring deals, but Chris Humphries has got two years left as well. Twelve million each. Really? I thought no, no. I think this is last year. No, two thousand thirteen, and then two thousand and fourteen. He's paid up to. We're in two thousand and fourteen. That's my bad. Yeah, it's an ex- it is an expiring. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, sorry. But. I think, once again, everyone's forgetting that Rondo is still stuck at the cell. I know, man. He is the person I feel sorry for. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just been left to... Um, he's like, where, where, where's everyone gone? <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's, he's, he's a top, top ten point guard. Like, what happens to him? 
Well, well what, really, what happens to him? Come on. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to trade him, or they? Is he because he's not going to be happy. Tell him to just swim for a year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Swim for a year or play Connect Four. Yeah, he was good at that. <laughs> or as um, they said on the Iron Basketball podcast, um, he really likes rollerblading. So let him, yeah. let, let, him let him go do that for a year. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I just, it's just not a. It, to say it's a blockbuster, it's not if you really think about it. It's just a what are you doing? Yeah. Obviously, Pekarov has got pockets pocket so deep that he can just get anyone to sign with him and he just throws money at everyone. So it's literally a last grasp to try and get a one-year title and I can see them going fourth seed. Next yeah, year, maybe yeah, third, I don't know. It depends what happens with Indiana and Chicago if they strike an injury bug or something like that, but... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season next year, definitely. And I don't know, but this draft and the last two, the big two, the big two trades have got me really excited for the season. But then I realise that it's three months away, and the Sixers have no chance. <laughs> uh, I'll still be watching eighty-two games. I might cut it down to sixty-six, but who knows? Yeah, you're right, and I don't know where we go from here. I mean, I think this is the start of a wild off season. Yeah, it really is. And once again, double double clutch, we will be reporting on anything. So like the Facebook page, it's www.facebook.com. Uh, Slash the, the Double Clutch Podcast. And find us on Twitter at, at Double Clutch 3. Yep. We've got the new website. It's out. Uh, get, get over that if you want to write to us. There's a there's a tab on there that you can get us to contact us, and that's at um, doubleclutchpodcast.co.uk. Mm-hmm. And right, well, I think we should uh, wrap it up really, really now. Um, you can follow Frankie uh, at... Frankie underscore Hobbs. And you can follow me at Bates991. Um, and yeah, just, just pray for the Sixers. Yeah, pray for the Sixers, right then. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you.